0: Hello and welcome to From Busy to Rich, the podcast designed to inspire advisors to increase their profitability and their quality of life. Today, we're going to continue our discussion around fee based holistic financial planning in part three of What Is It? And so, I want to welcome Justin. Thank you for being here again.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And Wes, good to see you, my friend. Hey, Andy. I wanna I wanna caution people. Of course, we want you to listen to the show. We love that you're listening to the show right now. Uh, but I wanna caution you. If this is the first episode, someone sent this to you and and you know, thanks to whoever sent it to you, but uh they kind of sent you the wrong one. You gotta go back to episodes, episode one of of this series. Uh I would sort of equate it to like walking into Lord of the Rings and like Frodo's on the journey, and you're like, What's going on here? Like, why is this little guy walking around with this tall guy? Like what's going on? You know, like you don't want to come in 10 minutes late to certain movies or you're like, I have no idea what's going on. I actually did that to a movie recently, Wes, and I tried to like gut it out. And I was like, yeah, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, I was, I literally like whispered to someone like, what happened in the first 10 minutes? <laughs> um, and they were friendly enough to fill me in. And it made a lot more sense. Uh, so these do build on top of each other. In the last episode, we talked about uh, these strategy sessions, right? Yeah, when you have a Uh, a meeting with someone at certain times of the year, what those look like, how they're different than normal sessions. Um, And today we're going to be talking more about strategy management. You've made an agreement with the client uh, on a strategy. And now how do you handle that throughout the year uh, in a systematic way? So Wes, where should we start here?
2: yeah so I think one statement i want to I want to come back to that kind of feeds our style or our approach here to holistic fee based financial planning because that word those or those collaboration of words can mean very different things depending on the advisor you're talking about, even though they say they do it and so i I like carl richard's uh, uh definition of this that real financial planning is the constant alignment of the use of capital the the time the energy the money the talent. To To what you really care about, and and if there's anything that we do organizationally, I think that is our our heart. I think we want to help people increase their profitability and quality of life, and I think there's no better way of doing that than than that constant alignment of the use of capital and their time, their energy, their money, their talent to what really they care about. And so um what we've kind of backed into here are what are some of the non-negotiables, like the things that we think need to be present? if you're doing a good job of that. And, and so mm-hmm. we talked about you know the story that they're in about money, how critical that is, or the story they're in about capital. What you just brought up, Andy, we talked about how a strategy session uh, is both in preparation and application different than what most people think about when they think about a, a traditional meeting, like a transactional right. sales meeting. Yeah. Um, and today I, I want to spend all of our time Talking about this this area of, of what we call sus, systematic proactive strategy management. Okay, again, I added the, the two. You could say strategy management. What's your strategy management process? But I, I like the word systematic proactive for our advisors because I think it's not in most people's case. Because because here's what I mean by this is is and I'll, I'll get you I'll get you the details on how we do this and Justin can comment because he deals a lot in this area. Um, so. Once you've like, had a great strategy session with a client and you know the story they're in about money, everybody's clear, and then you start aligning all the stu- all their, their, their capital and you create game plans. You create plays that need to be run, things that need to be executed, and, and, and you create a timeline throughout the year that you're hopefully going to get that done. Somebody has to manage that to fruition because the client steps back into their day and they run out of time where they ran out of all the ideas and opportunities they could go pursue. So our role that we hold in our clients' lives is not, okay, great, go get them. It's great. So at the end of every meeting, and and, and we don't have any meetings without two people in the meeting. And, and so there's usually a, a whoever's deemed the lead advisor and whoever's the project manager. Now, most of our project managers are also lead advisors for, for their right. own subset of clients, and they have a project manager in their meetings. But... I get out of a meeting if Justin's the PM, if he's the project manager in it, first thing he's going to do is capture everything in a in a summary that's going to live in our files. So we are updating like where we're at with this client, like this meeting notes, what they might be called. And, he's got, and, and immediate tasks that might need to be executed as a result that can be blended into our, our CRM or our task management system for people to do. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing he's going to do is update the client's strategy summary. And that strategy summary is what we use to manage the strategies to fruition. So there's going to be really three areas. It's pretty simple. You have things that are that are green, things that we're working on right now. So these are in progress. You have things that are yellow. These are, these are coming up soon, but they're still dependent on either time or someone. And then you have things that are red, things that are there, but you can't do anything on them for, for quite a period of time, and you may never act on it, but it's in, the, it's in the, the quiver in the event that something happens and we decide we need to. Mm-hmm. So what's wonderful about this is the client doesn't, we, they're not gonna just hear from us again in a year and go, hey, did you do any of that stuff we talked about? They're gonna get at the end of that meeting, a strategy summary. Hey, here's everything that we agreed we're working on right now. Here's the stuff that's upcoming and here's the stuff that's in red. And then at least once a month, and some clients, depending on the projects we have going on, it's more frequent than that. But at least once a month, I'm gonna uh, before they like I'm gonna get a prompt from Justin or, or Cody or, or Steph, and it's gonna come into my inbox saying, "Hey, here's the latest strategy summary. I've tweaked it best I know based on what's going on in the client's lives." Before I send it to the client, you have any comments on it? Here's why this is powerful: before it's ever got to the client, is one, I get to wrap my head back around where this client is and how we're aligning their their capital to the things that matter most. I go, oh yeah, we are doing that. We're still waiting on this. Why hasn't this been done, right? So you get you get to make sure nothing's falling through the cracks. And if it is, you know who's responsible for it. And we can take action. And then a good project manager, they're going to already have taken ac- a- action on that anyway by saying, hey, and here's what we're waiting on, Wes, for this. Here's why this is held up. Then what's going to happen is not only is my head not just have a hundred names spinning around in my head going... Wonder where the Smiths are at in their situation. I wonder, did they do the, you know, like we do before a meeting? Did they, what did we talk about last time? None of that occurs because I know. And then, and then what happens is then Justin, he gets that and he sends it to the client and says, Hey, here's where we are with everything. And then, like I said, a good project manager is not just sending it so we check a box off the list. Well, I sent him, sent him the strategy summary. You know, yeah, they still mm-hmm. owe us those eight things. A good strategy uh, a, a summary, a good project manager says, yeah, I'm gonna send it to him. But this has been like going on for two months now, and we really need some action. So I'm gonna call them. I'm gonna I'm gonna just follow up and then say, hey, is there a reason that that this isn't getting done, or, or can we help you, you know, move this forward, or or anything like that? So what we find is by the time we get to the end of a, a cycle with a client, so much more gets done, and and the client feels loved because they know, look, we don't just talk about this stuff. We actually want you to do it because it's gonna increase your profitability and your quality of life. So that when we say strategy management and like proactive systematic, that's really the version of it that we're talking about.
0: So I'm going to ask a maybe uh, obvious question for some of those who are listening. If someone is on board with this and they go, that sounds great. I really want to do that. Answer this question, which is with that much more work, because you're not just transactional. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. How is it worth it financially to do that? Show show me the money, as a actor once said. So,
2: twofold. One is a third of our revenue every year is annual retainer fees. So, if, if like when we show up in a client's lives, our offer is not let us like do a bunch of work for free and we get the privilege of placing a product. You know, that's, that's, cause I don't, I don't think you'll you'll do this. Well, if that's your model, I think, you know, eventually you're like, I got to go place 50 more products or I got to go, you know, try and get convince more people of transactions. And again, we do plenty of, of product. We, you know, make sure that insurance is in place and money's being managed. And th- that's a part of it. It's just a small, honestly, it's a small part of what goes on in people's financial lives. So People, there is a whole subset of people in the world, Andy, like me, that I, I am pleased to pay you a fee for this kind of offer. If you're going to be transformational in my life and not just transactional, I want somebody that's going to be proactive. I've got enough things I'm managing in my business to where I want somebody that's going to go, hey, time to look at this again. Hey, let's brainstorm. Let's have a one hour strategy session and kind of talk throughout it. Right. And let us go to your CPA to talk to them about that so that it gets done.
0: So so the first thing is the time, the extra time spent, you are compensated for. And, and and it's it's a half a joke, but it's also half not a joke, even though it really is a joke. Uh when someone says, uh, I'm going to give you these all the, the, the best knowledge I've ackeed or accrued over the years, uh at no cost to have the privilege of handling your AUM or selling you a, a you know insurance product. That is I mean, you tell me, Justin, what do you think ninety percent eighty five percent of financial advisors right now,
1: yeah, I I went, as far as percentages, I have no idea, but I would say the majority, yes, is lands somewhere in that bucket, and even the ones that may be charging a fee, how they're doing it is just different it's you see that advisors that are either transactional, like we've been discussing. And then there's other ones that fall, maybe they're charging a fee, but they fall into this reactionary based, right? Like, so you got transactional reaction base where we react to changes in the market. This is where we're having discussions. We need to change something on your asset allocation, right? To those sorts of things. You've had a life change event. So we're reacting to it. But what we're talking about is far more on the, the proactive side, right? It's the planning and thinking ahead, which right. then. That- That's where we're we're giving advice to help them avoid some of those things and to come alongside them in the planning piece. And that's, I feel honestly more days, I feel more like if I'm Google Maps for clients, right? Like we've gone through the process of defining your origin and kind of destination that we've got where we want to go, some objectives. And then I'm step by step walking alongside that process, and detours come up. We've got to stop for gas, right? Things come up along that process. And also, I don't just dump the entire roadmap to you, right? Like if you're going from California, to New York, you're not going to absorb every turn that you're going to have to make in Great. one sitting, okay? It's, I have to come alongside and there's a process of, of, sometimes it's an educational process to get to where I know that we're going go to go in order to, to put this strategy in place. And again, that's where you, you earn your value as, as the advisor. Okay, that helps.
2: And any case, I want to speak to something uh, that Justin said there that I think is gold. When you when you listen to it, is that like traditional like people that say, "I well I, I did your financial plan." I'm gonna I'm gonna they they come with a sixty page book of the right answers, right? That are wrong because it's full of assumptions that will be different than what are in there. But well, it's fine because we we need something to to like help us navigate. But the average is is like here's all the right answers. And 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 while I get it, I know why it's done. I think such a better way forward is exactly what Justin said: is Hey, look, here's where we want to go, and and here's here's some things we're going to talk about, and here's the strategies we're currently implementing. You know, your your one page financial plan, if you will, and and this thing is going to change all throughout the year because you're getting further down the road, and and I like Google doesn't give you you know, like hey, Wes, turn right and then turn left and then go straight and then turn right and then go straight for like an hour long trip. It doesn't give you all those directions. It gives them to you when you're ready for them. And I think that is the intuition part of this is not just having like on our strategy management. We are really summaries. We're really careful how much lives on that because, you know, and certain clients, they all, you know, certain certain like a little more and certain need a little less to act on it. So I think being mindful of that. But I think this approach, this way forward is so much less chaotic than what most people that are in the transactional uh, side of things are because it's like, well, where am I going to go stir up the next transaction? This is a systematic way you're regularly locked in with the client that's harmonious. It's in rhythm. It's, it's, it's just a, a way, in my opinion, yeah. a peaceful way to, to do work and make a bigger impact.
0: You know, I think it's interesting too. I, I think that one of the challenges, and again, I, I hope people are on board with this and I hope they understand the impact it can have on their business and also their clients. But if if there's any sort of doubt that it's lingering and, and you know, if you're listening to our voices right now, you know, I think one of the other maybe analogies that I, I might share is the, um, and, you know, and Netflix has made some bad choices when it comes to, you know, invest investing maybe too much in creating their own programming. They're not the perfect company, but the reason I bring them up is that, you know, would you rather be a movie theater or Netflix? And the problem is that most people would rather be a Netflix because they know that they're getting that regular income from a subscriber versus a movie theater. And again, movie theaters have pivoted. I, for instance, I'm a a subscriber to AMC. The AMC figured out, wait, Netflix is doing something right because people are paying them every month, whether you turn on Netflix or not. Yeah, um, and and so would you? Whether would you rather have this experience of hoping that every other week a Marvel movie comes out and you make a billion bucks as a movie theater, or do you want that more steady, you know, um, relationship with with someone through a subscription? Um, and and I think that the power of this is that you actually end up getting both. I mean, this is maybe where the this this is a fun analogy is the reason AMC my movie theater that I have a subscription to works is not only do I pay them month, every month to watch a movie, guess what else I go in there, I spend money. Cause I get popcorn or I get a drink or whatever. So it's like, that's where it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm not doing an either or I'm doing a both and yeah. and guess what, guess what, Wes and Justin, I'm happy to give them that money. That's right. I never feel ripped off when I go in there. I feel I'm a happier human being. I'm a better father. <laughs> I'm a better husband. I'm a better person when I walk out because it was, and I, I'm happy to do that. Even though I know it, it maybe on paper costs me more, uh, I, like, I like that relationship versus the person that sees one movie every six months. And if that's that person, they're not your ideal client. That's you know exactly right.
2: That's exactly right. I love that, Annie. I think it's
0: a perfect – like I feel like I've taken this deep into analogy, yeah. so you're going to have to pull us out. No, yeah, I, I, think a, it's, I think it's – Get us right out of the movie theater. Still, so.
2: you, you, fully, you, you stay engaged in the service. It, because you pay, you stay engaged in that service that you pay for. And, and that's what we find is like, look, they're, th- th- just keeping people engaged in this type of, of rhythm throughout the year, it increases their profitability. It increases their quality of life. It is very, very powerful to align someone's capital to the things that matter most and continue to realign it as opportunities emerge. And they're going to emerge. And that's our business. That's what we get excited about. So people yeah. who aren't interested in participating in that, it's OK. We're not for, you know, the whole song, I'm, I'm for some, I'm not for everyone. Is, yeah. is, is really true, but because I'm, I'm fine with that.
0: You know, another thing I did over the holidays, and again, I, this is bonus movie stuff from Andy, the host today, right? Is that um, one of the things, I'm, I'm just thinking about other ways that AMC is making money for me. And I'm like, oh, that, that's smart, that's smart, that's smart. But one of them is that um, over Christmas, actually, the day after Christmas, I rented a whole theater uh, from AMC. You know, I can go in their app and say, I want to rent a whole friggin' theater. <laughs> I want it all to myself. You know, here's 150 bucks, here's 300 bucks, whatever. And then I invited, um, uh, actually, I, I rented it for 20. And I said to the manager, all right, that fits like 100, right? He said, yeah. So said, can I bring more? He said, yeah. And so uh, I brought even more. I brought like 50 people on the day after Christmas at 10 a.m. When they, surprise, surprise, weren't that busy. <laughs> and a lot of those people bought popcorn and drinks. And, uh, you know, and, and I just think, well, why did that happen? well how was i able to get more people into this business it's because we have a relationship yeah and that might sound strange but i think for a financial advisor you know we i think most of you have seen that commercial where it's like oh who's that your uncle no that's our financial advisor and they're at the graduation ceremony have you seen those yeah. you know it's like oh is that your brother no it's our financial advisor you know that's great but that if that's their financial advisor they're doing planning because no one is that excited about hanging out their financial advisor if they meet with them every other year and buy an insurance product. You know what I mean? That's right. So Wes, what does it look like? I mean, we talked a little bit about the meeting notes are different. Uh, you're, you're, you're sending updates to them. You've got a cadence of uh, you know check-ins with basically the tax seasons and, and you know years changing and things like that. Um, what, what else do we need to know? Uh, about this ongoing management of their plan
2: yeah it honestly and it's it's very simple it, it's as we say it's it's uh it's not the difficulty, it's the discipline. Um, this is simply having a piece of paper, that electronic piece of paper that lives uh, to to constantly capture the state of the person's one page financial plan. What are we working on? Who's responsible for it? What's the status? And then and so you, you've got to have that and you've got to have somebody that owns it. I mean, and I, I, that's why I say we we really like our model where we've got project manager and lead advisor. And honestly, this is a, a, a different uh, this will be a topic for a different day. But I, I think it's by far one of the best ways to make an advisor elite really quick is they project manage their way into elite status because they're in all the meetings, they get to hear the language, they get the reps. We even our lead our project managers lead parts of our meetings and it becomes more of a team approach than anything else. So, uh, yeah, I would say I would say just just got to do it got to have a task management system that constantly reminds you of when you're stirring that up next so that you're not relying on your brain to remember and and that's it.
0: And again, uh, I want you to repeat that line. Um it, it's because i didn't remember it but also because it was really important uh what about the discipline
2: yeah it's not the difficulty it's the discipline it's just just having to do it the discipline to do it
0: right and i think about this it's i mean again i i don't know that this is the answer to all people's health problems but it's not maybe think about someone who's got a heart issue and it's like they need to have a blood thinner right uh it's like every day they have to take one pill that's not hard that's not hard it's not hard to take one pill right but you have to be disciplined Right. right And I, and again, I want to just for those who are like, this sounds great, but is it too good to be true? And man, it sounds like a little bit more work. I I think like many things, it's if 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 it's a habit to you, uh, and you've got a system for it, uh, it's not not that it's not that difficult. You know, it, it's really more of a, an issue of discipline and having a system. And, and let's just be frank, Wes, What scares a lot of folks who are thinking about this is they're like, I don't. I just learned about this, um, and and it just seems like so much more. Yeah. Um, and 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 it is more. But again, uh, if it's better, right. more is okay.
2: Right. And, and do it, do it one one client at a time. I mean, I think a lot of times when we get a, a new idea introduced to to us, yeah. it's like I've got to now change everything. I just I shut <laughs> my practice down to set these up for every client. Right. No, I d- just do it with the next client you meet with. And then, and then do it with the next one after that. I mean, this doesn't have to be like this massive overhaul. It's just one little new thing that you integrate in over time and pretty soon everybody's on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of it's, it's sort of like, um, you know, you like got one boat pulls up to another boat and it's not like, all right, everybody run and jump at the same time onto the other boat. Like probably, probably not a good idea. You know, probably some issues there. So let's just slowly shift them, you know, to the, to the other model or, hey, everyone that's new, you know, we know is going to be on that new model. And maybe we selectively choose people that are on the old model um, to, to move to the new model. Because I don't know that everyone will, will want to move over. Uh, Wes, anything about that? Or you want to preview our next session?
2: Yeah, let me tee up uh, next week. So we're going to be closing the, the land of the plane on this uh, short little series that we've done on fee-based financial planning, what is it, and kind of these four big uh, distinctions. The, the last one we're going to talk about next week is having a powerful network of help because if the value you bring stops with just you, then your value is ultimately going to be small. You're going to be the bottleneck for growth and impact on the clients you have. So I want to talk more about not being on an island as an advisor in multiple ways next week.
0: Awesome. Uh, Justin, thank you for your time. And Wes, thank you as well.